and welcome to episode number 113 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping passion-led entrepreneurs and business owners just like you learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I am fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create those connections, build a community, and make your difference in the world. Now, our show is brought to you by Traject Social, which is the world's most complete social media management tool. And it's my tool of choice when it comes to things like scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. Try them out for yourself for free by going to trajectsocial.com. You can also use the link that is in the show notes. It's my special link. Just lets them know that I sent you their way. Before we dive into today's juicy interview, a quick update about the Savvy Social School. Um, This month, this is September. Happy September, you guys. 2020 is almost over. (laughs) It has been one year, right? Whole year happened already in 2020, and it's not even over yet. But here's the thing. If you're building your business and you feel like you're spinning your wheels a little bit, I want to invite you to join our 100 follower challenge. This is a 10-day challenge for Savvy Social School members only, where we're going to work on getting you 100 followers in 10 days. And yes, I titled it that way to be a little bit catchy. But here's the thing. This is so much more than getting any old followers. This is really setting you up for success and attracting the right people that will help you make a difference in your business. This will give you the confidence you need to continue the things that we're going to learn in the challenge so you have a foundation, especially going into the holiday months, which are typically the busiest months for a lot of us, really laying that foundation so that your audience is primed for your offers and what you're selling and what you're bringing to the table. So join us in the school. Again, this challenge is only for members of the school. We have over 100 members in the school. I think we're up to like 136 or something like that now. So join us in the school and we'd love to have your support. I mean, even if we just follow each other, we're, we're going to get there right at the end of the challenge. So anyways, I hope you join the challenge and I will see you there. I'll talk more about this next week as well. But this week, I have the lovely Amanda Schumann on the show. Amanda is an award-winning website designer and brand strategist. She's also the founder and designer behind Carrie Love Designs. Amanda is passionate about strategic design and believes pairing a beautiful brand aesthetic with an intentional website strategy is the cornerstone for success and for booking clients effortlessly. And in this episode... We talk about how brand strategy really plays a role in your entire marketing plan. We're going to dive into how Amanda personally builds out her social media strategy, which I think you'll like. Uh, We'll talk a lot about the importance of keyword research for social media videos. Of course, we touch on the power of relationships and building loyal customers. You guys know I love talking about that topic and so much more. So definitely, let's, let's just actually play it. Let's tune into this interview with Amanda Schumann. Hey, Amanda, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I was just telling you beforehand that like a lot of stuff in my social media strategy is shifting. And so this is perfect timing. I can't wait. Yay. Yeah. So we'll dive into all of that in a minute. But I want to start with like how you got into the work that you do with brand strategy and being a web designer. When did that all start? So 
funny story. It actually started out in uh, high school. I was reading through a magazine and they did like a career spotlight and it was actually on the magazine editor. And immediately I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. And fast forward, I went to college for graphic design and one of the classes that we had to take was brand identity. Once I took that class, I was like, that's what I want to (laughs) do. So from there, I remember like working on my website and portfolio, like at our portfolio shows. That's one of the last things that we did before we graduated. They would have potential employers come and you would a lot of times get hired on the spot. And I was like working on my website and stuff like while setting up my portfolio show because I knew that this is just what I wanted to do. And so that's kind of like where I got started at. And then from there, like it just, it kind of built upon itself with all of the strategy that's involved. I'm like, like to tell people that I'm 50% analytical and 50% creative. And so with the brand design, I really get to dive into the the creative part. But with the brand strategy beforehand, I get to dive into all the analytical, like, why are we designing the brand this way? And so that's kind of how it morphed into what it is. I'm so curious about the analytical side. So when you are kind of putting this together, and maybe for the listeners, if you could share a couple of questions they should ask themselves as they're figuring out their brand strategy, because I think a lot of people dive right into creating a logo or picking colors and those sorts of things. So before we get there, what are some of the things we should think about? I like to say that there's gears. So if you think of gears, your brand design, like your logo and stuff is only one gear to this big puzzle. And so before that, you've got to start thinking about who are you trying to attract, but also like, what is your brand message? How can you differ yourself from other people in the market? And then repeat that over and over and over again so that people know what it is that makes them want to work with you. And so there's a lot of different gears that you have to focus on. And what I help clients do is we we get all of those gears in place so that whenever they launch their brand and they start cranking that, all of the gears are turning so that they see results. Mm, interesting. I love the concept of the gears because it really illustrates that this is just one piece of a giant picture. I and mean, you kind of have to have it all flowing and working together in order for things to get moving. So I really, really like that. So once you have that brand strategy and you have all of the pieces to it, how do you then translate that into social media content? Yeah. So once you have like all of those foundational pieces, I like to say like your brand message, your brand value, your ideal client's story and journey, that's all of the foundational pieces to marketing. And so once you have that, then you can start building marketing off from that. And so you have like these different stories that are weaved into your brand message. You have these different elements that you just repeat over and over again. And it sounds repetitive to you whenever you're like, oh, I'm writing a caption about you know the same story again. But you have to remember that people aren't seeing every single post you put out. They're not so involved in your brand as you are. So to you, it may sound repetitive and you sound like a broken record. But to somebody else, you know, they're, they're seeing that message over and over again. They're building that, you know, that, that like, no trust factor that we all know. And so to you, it's repetitive, but to, to them, you know, you're solidifying that brand message in their mind. 
Yes, absolutely. Almost like those little commercial jingles that get stuck in your head and you don't know why they are because you saw it a million times. (laughs) Right. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about your strategy. And I want to talk about some of the foundational elements to your strategy when it comes to creating social media. Because I know you've got different things like YouTube channel and Facebook group and Instagram, but tell us kind of some of your goals with your social media strategy and then we'll get into the different elements of it all. Yeah, I love this question because I teach this a lot inside my Facebook group that there's different levels to marketing your business. And for anybody that doesn't know, marketing your business is everything that you do in order to attract people to your business. And so there's four different levels that I use. The bottom level is going to be that attract. That's going to be all your free content. So for my own business, like Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, those are all going to be that bottom level. And then you have community. And so with Instagram, Instagram stories, Instagram posts, my YouTube channel, I'm trying to get people to take that next step with me so that they get onto the community level. And that's going to be you know, my Facebook insider group, my insider email list. That's where I put a lot of content out that you won't find anywhere else because I want you to be incentivized just to be in that community. And then after that, once you're in that community, then my job is to convert you into a paying client. So that's the convert. Like if you think of a a funnel or a pyramid, excuse me, if you think of a pyramid, we're going up and up this pyramid. So that'll be through webinars or case studies, offering discovery calls. And then lastly, I like to create loyal fans that bring in referrals because the easiest people to turn into paying clients are somebody who got referred to you through somebody else. So loyalty, you know, sending out gifts throughout the year, offering special stuff to the people who have already invested with you. You can create loyal fans that they build your client base. Yes. Uh, You know, I feel like you just crawled inside my brain because uh, that's exactly how we explain it to our members in the Savvy Social School as well. We use different like words for it, but it's like the same pyramid style, which is so interesting because it works. (laughs) Like it really does. And so I I really like that you take that strategy. Uh, Okay. So let's get granular on the attract level. Let's talk about YouTube. What are you doing on YouTube to attract the right people? so that they can move up into the community and to converting and to being a loyal customer. Yeah. So YouTube is actually like one of the newest places that I've started putting a lot of time and attention into. And so much so that I spent like a day reading into like YouTube algorithm and YouTube SEO. And then I dreamed about it that night. Like I was doing YouTube SEO in my sleep. And so within that, the reason I brought that up is because I really want to niche down. And I know that there are people in my community, like they use Flowdesk or they want to know more about brand messaging. They follow Jasmine Storm. She talks about your ideal client a lot. And so doing videos on those topics, I can build my authority on YouTube and then say like every one out of five or one out of seven videos, I'll say, Hey, there's a freebie to go along with this. Like download that freebie to get on the the email list uh, to pick up that freebie that will take it, you know, one step further. Or I'll just like broadly mention like, oh yeah, in my Facebook group, somebody mentioned this question like really nonchalantly. Oh yeah, I'll link to that Facebook group down in the description. So it's very casual, but that's how I get people to take the next step using YouTube. So when you're sitting down to plan out your YouTube content, what does that process look like? What tools do you use to help you kind of put everything together? Yeah. So the the biggest one I follow, her name is Sunny Leonard Doozy. 
Yep. Um, and so she talks about this, once again, this pyramid. <laughs> like this is a reoccurring theme, this pyramid uh, style where you do some videos that are broad, that are going to be more like your viral videos. They appeal to more people. And then some of your videos inside of your strategy are going to be mid-level to where they're kind of niching down a little bit more. And then you have your top of the, the pyramid videos. And these are going to be to a very specific audience. And so that's, that's kind of the strategy that I use. So if I put out nine videos in a month, I'm trying to hit all of those different levels. And then I use TubeBuddy. So TubeBuddy is like a free Chrome extension. I do a lot of YouTube SEO research and keywords before I ever record a video because I want to make sure if I'm putting all this time and effort into recording a video that it's going to be lucrative. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I use vidIQ, which is like the same thing as TubeBuddy. Yeah. <laughs> They're the same thing. And I love that you highlighted the SEO because that's basically what YouTube is. It's a giant search engine and you want your videos to be found. So I love that that's where you start. And I love Sunny's work too. I think she's been mentioned a few times on the podcast. Maybe I should get her on to interview. But you know, her approach to YouTube is quite popular and it works. I mean, just take a look at her channel and see what she's all about. Okay, so you mentioned uh, in the videos, you sometimes ask people and invite them into your Facebook group. So can you tell us a little bit about what you post in that group and how you kind of nurture that community? Yeah, so there's a couple different posts that I do. I'll do like monthly like Q&As or like ask me anythings. And then a lot of times like this week right now, whenever we're recording this, I'm doing a live for five. So I have I ask people inside the group, I'm like, hey, what are you struggling with right now? So then I can go out into my community and I can get those people in. And that's one way it's beneficial because not only are the people inside the group getting help and what they need inside the group, but I'm also growing my community by those educators are going to tell their friends about it and say, hey, you know, I'm popping up inside this group. So come join. So I'm getting new faces in there. But inside, we do a lot of live video, like content that you're not going to see anywhere else because it's a smaller audience. I can go deeper and I can help them. And instead of like on social media, you know, you go wide and kind of a broader message to reach a bigger audience. Inside the Facebook group, it's a community. Like you can get a little bit more specific with people and help address their problems. And so a lot of the times I would say like 90% of the content, all I'm doing is just giving, giving, giving. So then whenever it comes time to book clients or promote a course, these people are ready to go because I've given them so much. I've built such good relationships with them that now they're like, okay, where do I sign up? I love that you highlighted the relationships too, because that's so important when it comes to nurturing that community and building those kind of trust factors with people. And you mentioned live video. So I'm curious, do you have a strategy for going live? I know a lot of people listening to this show tend to be introverted. I'm an introvert myself. So when I go live, I got to have my outlines ready to go. But how do you approach live video? What are some of the things you need to prepare? And how do you make sure that that actual video is engaging while you're live? Yeah. So I definitely, I have to, I use sticky notes. Like I will have sticky notes right next to my camera. Like I have to have an outline or else I will start talking about, like I'll just word vomit everywhere and there will be no point to anybody watching. So I definitely have points. And so I go into it with like, Hey, what's the end goal that I want people to have with this live video? What actionable steps do I want them to take? And then I usually try to map out like three or four points 
And the, the way that I really keep people engaged is by asking questions. I'm like, hey, I get energy. Like, I love it whenever you blow up the chat box. Like, it's no fun for me to sit up here and talk to you with nobody talking back. So, you know, put in the chat box, like, where you're from. Or I'll be like talking. I'll be like, okay, so, you know, what's your take on this? You know, put it in the chat box if you agree, you know. So just making it a two-way conversation, even though they can't literally talk back to you, you're having a conversation with them. Yeah, that's so smart. I like that you add in those multiple call to actions too, because I think sometimes when people watch live video, they may not know that they can kind of communicate to you and that that's what you want. And so you're basically telling them exactly what you want them to do. And then consistently reminding them like, hey, what do you think of this? Type it in the chat box. I really like that strategy. Yeah. Okay. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about your Instagram because obviously it's gorgeous because you're a designer. But tell me a little bit about how you plan out your Instagram content, what goes into the designs and how do you make sure... Like, Do you use a scheduling tool? Like, I want to get super granular. <laughs> So if you go to my Instagram, probably for the past six months, maybe not quite that long, I have been color blocking. So there's nine blocks in there in a specific color. And the reason why I actually started doing this is because posting like your brand colors or like one theme gets kind of monotonous after a while and I was bored. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, one of the reasons why I want people to know like to choose me as a designer and not somebody else's kind of like one of my brand messaging things is that we are not stuck on one style. Like we did a Superman, like Spider-Man motif brand. And then we turned around and we did like a very light pastel, like very romantic and gorgeous. And so I want to be able to see with my grid that, you know, we can do super black and minimalistic and then we can go around and do like pink and, and red and something punchy. So that's kind of where my grid idea started out was, you know, how can I showcase that, you know, no matter what the color is, we can, we can match that style. And I do use Planoly for planning out my posts. I only try to plan out probably about a week in advance because a lot of times if you plan out further than that, I'll be like, oh, well, that post isn't relevant anymore or I don't really want to talk about it anymore. So a week is a really good time frame for me. And actually talking about like shifting your strategy is I spend a, I've spent a lot of time on my posts. Like some of them are like quizzes where you can like swipe through and do quiz on the, the post. And what I realized with Instagram is I would spend, you know, an hour putting together this post and within a day or two, it was buried within the content. Like content doesn't get seen a lot on Instagram. It's very short lived. And so I've actually very recently started to pull back from Instagram posting because it took a lot of my time. Whereas if I spend a lot of time on YouTube, I have videos that I did two years ago that still get watched and commented on today. And then also Instagram stories. I, I um, put a lot of effort into Instagram stories now because that's like one of those things where it makes you seem more human. You can connect with people easier on Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious how much time you spend and you may not know this off the top of your head, so maybe ballpark it for us, how much time you spend between YouTube and Instagram, Instagram stories, like in a, in a week, let's say. I'm curious to how much of your time is spent on social media. Well, I do have a team, so I do have some help. So I would say for me though, YouTube is something that I personally do most of the work for. Luckily, my husband edits my videos, so I don't have to, I don't have to edit them. And that we usually do together. So, you know, YouTube has kind of become like my Saturday job. 
<laughs> but apart from that, I would probably say that I block out one day a week for like our own marketing. And I try to stay a week or two ahead. So I'm mapping out, you know, like next week's content or the week after that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So how does your team fit in all of this? Are they just posting it for you? Are they doing some of the designing? Like what tasks do you tend to outsource when it comes to social media? Yeah, they do do a little bit of the designing. Most of what they do is the caption writing or like, I'll be like, okay, hey, I'm a very big picture type of person. So I'll be like, okay, I have this really cool idea. You know, we'll do this freebie and that will go into this. And then a few weeks later, we'll do this live around this freebie. But once it comes down to getting like granular with stuff, I'm like, okay, and take it. <laughs> like, this is my idea. Now run with it. <laughs> and so that's kind of how they, they fit in is I like to just be like, okay, these are all the pieces of the puzzle. This is how they fit together. Now let's make those puzzle pieces. <laughs> yes. I love it. Honestly, that's like the same way I run my team too. I kind of plot and plan everything out. And then I'm like, all right, y'all handle the details because right. I'm going to go and think about this other thing. So <laughs> yeah. I like that. You mentioned Instagram stories as well and how it's such a great way to connect with people and to add in that little bit of personality. So can you tell us the mixture of posts that you're posting Instagram stories? And I know that a lot of people listening may be hesitant as a business owner to post things like what their dog is doing or what they have for breakfast. So how can we still show up and be personal or how do you do that? but also loop it back into like what you're doing in your business. Yeah. So I try to post probably about 80% business, 20% personal, because like, I know there's a reason why they follow me. It's not because of my dog, but also you funny enough, I posted this last week that I was going to start like this clean eating thing. And I was like, okay, this is my old schedule. This is how lazy I'd gotten. This is my new schedule. And I kind of took them through like the first day. And after that, they had messaged me and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that. And I was like, thank you for messaging me that because I almost didn't post it because I thought nobody would care. So a lot of the times, whenever we think that people don't care, they actually really do. Moral of the story. But that's where I show my personality. That's where I'll do like, you know, like show bloopers or like random, like I'll accidentally I'll open up my camera and I'll mean to do a video and I like take a picture. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to post that picture anyways, because that's funny. So it's where you can get relatable with people. Yes. I love the relatable aspect too, especially at the time of recording this. We are hopefully coming out of a global pandemic. Things are opening back up and it's like we all are collectively experiencing something at the same time. And so just like showing that human element is so powerful when it comes to building a business and building a brand. Okay. So I know we talked about a lot of different things with your social strategy, but what's your favorite part of kind of putting this all together? And or is there anything that I missed asking you that you want me to ask? Oh, my favorite part of putting this together is actually, so we do on the the flip side for clients, we do the last piece of uh, what I call the signature experience is launch strategy. And so we'll put together a two-week pre-launch period for our clients, and then we'll do a 30-day marketing plan for them. And my favorite part is not the actual launch day of their branded website. It's the 30 day check in where I get on the phone with them and they tell me all of their wins. Like it could be something as simple as, you know, I start out with 900 followers and now, you know, I'm at 1100. Like I broke, I'm into four figures now. Or it could be, you know, like they booked 
$13,000 worth of contracts within 36 hours of launching. Like that's all marketing. That's all having the right pieces. And so I feel like a, a mama whenever they tell me this and I'm like so proud of my little kid, like you get it, like you have all the pieces now and you, you can do it for yourself. So that's my, my absolute favorite part is to get people results, like to actually see them grow and it make a difference in their business and life. Yes. I love that. I geek out about that too. Even those light bulb moments where they're like, yes, yes. I finally understand. And I'm like, we can have a party. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So tell me a little bit about some of your community elements. And I know we talked a lot about how you kind of nurture people, but if anyone's listening to this podcast and they want to get into your world, I know that you've got your insider email. So tell us a little bit about that and what we can expect when we sign up. Yeah. So the insider list, I really, I, I, one of my fears is to be one of those email lists where people sign up and then they're like, oh, I like unsubscribe. Like this doesn't give, give me any value. Like I don't even remember who this person is. Like I want to be one of those people. Like I have three or four people where each week I'm excited to get their email. Like I'm excited to open it up and, and read through it. And I like actually read every sentence and I'm like, that's what I strive to be. And so I put a lot of time into emails because I, I take it very seriously, like popping into somebody's email inbox. Just last week, I put together a unlisted video on YouTube talking about like copywriting and how to make your captions better. And it's unlisted. Like you have to be on my email list if you want to see that video. I don't put it anywhere else. And that's my way of making sure that my community that take that next step, whether it be on the email list or inside the Facebook group, that they feel like they're getting something very special because I'm not throwing that information out anywhere else. Yes. I love, I love, I love the special content because you're right in that that's what makes the difference between someone just kind of regurgitating a bunch of stuff and actually having a powerful community behind them who believes what they're saying and buys into their message. Absolutely fantastic. All right. So where else can we connect with you online? Give yourself a little shout out. Yeah. And so my website is carrylovedesigns.com. And if you want to connect with me either on the, the broad community or broad uh, tract level, <laughs> my Instagram handle is at carrylovedesigns. And then if you want to join the Facebook group, it is carrylovedesigns.com slash Facebook. And that will redirect you into the group. Awesome. Fantastic. I'm putting those links in the show notes and in the description if you're watching this video on YouTube. Thank you so much, Amanda, for joining us today. This has been fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like off the record, this has been, which not really off the record, this can be on the record. <laughs> this has been one of my favorite interviews. Like this was so much fun. Okay. Yes, we won. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that episode great? Amanda is a smart cookie and I appreciate that she came on the show, kind of shared her expertise and experience with us today. If you like this episode, make sure you're subscribed, make sure you leave a review, it really helps support the show. We have been solidly in the top 100 marketing podcasts in the United States and Canada for the entire year. And that's because of you, listener. So thank you. I appreciate you. Share this episode with a friend who needs it and continue showing your support every week by showing up and listening. Now, next week on the show, we have Nikki Rausch coming on to talk about the selling staircase. Make sure you tune into that episode, you guys. Lots of juicy nuggets. You may want to pull out a pen and paper for this one because it's good. But in the meantime... I'll be hanging out over on Instagram at OnlineDrea. Check me out there. 
I'll see you there and I'll see you next week on the podcast. Bye for now.